Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's New Christian Podcast. We're going to continue our story about Saul and David in 1 Samuel. And this week is fascinating in in, in the saga of these two men and how they relate to each other and how they're so similar to uh, some of our culture today and how we relate to people and things we do that are sinful and, and all this. So let me recap from last week. Remember, we talked about from 1 Samuel chapter 18, uh, the sin of envy and how Saul was envious. He was angry and jealous uh, of David. And David fled from Saul, but Saul went after him because he was so envious of what David had and he perceived he didn't have. This is a fascinating few chapters in here, and I want to encourage you as you go through chapter 18, continue on to this chapter that we're going to be discussing today and read the whole story uh, and how it relates to these two men and and their struggles uh, with God even. And this is really not about just these two men. It's about Saul, David, and God. So today we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 26. 1 Samuel chapter 26 verses 1 through 25 is where we see this story unfolding in the Old Testament. You see, this chapter is about resisting revenge. Resisting revenge. Now, let's recap, and I'll unpack some of this story so I don't have to read all 25 verses to you, and I'll give you a good understanding of what's going on here. But I encourage you, like I said, go ahead and read this chapter, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 26, and go back and read 1 Samuel 18 and all the way through chapter 26 so you can see the whole dynamic picture of what's going on in the lives of these two men as they struggle uh, with their relationship, as they struggle with God, even. You see, in this chapter, David is resisting revenge against Saul. He already, in previous chapters, had uh, not taken advantage of the time when he could have killed Saul. But in chapter 26, we see David resisting the temptation to take revenge on Saul. Like I said once before in 1 Samuel chapter 24, uh, he had resisted that temptation once before. He had another opportunity in chapter 24 while hiding in the hill countries east of Zephor, 
At that time, he had snuck into Saul's camp while the king was sleeping. David's nephew, Abshalai, offered to pin Saul to the ground with one thrust of his spear, arguing that God had delivered the king into David's hand. Once more, David chose to leave matters into God's hands and explained to Abishai, the Lord Saul's the Lord forbid that I should lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. It says in verse 11 of that chapter. Romans in the New Testament gives us this command. Romans chapter 12, verse 19, it says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, said the Lord. Paul says this in Romans chapter 12, verse 19. So God is saying that revenge is mine. I will repay, said the Lord. So David did not want to run ahead of God's timing. God had a plan and David did not want to step in the middle of God's plan. We have seen similar situations when we have leaders in the church or in government who are unfaithful or incompetent. It may be easier for us to criticize or to move against a leader oblivious to God's hidden purposes and timing. While we should not ignore sin by all means, or sit back and allow evil leaders to carry on their wickedness. Neither should we take action that are against God's laws. We should work for righteousness while trusting God, right? When you need to make a point, hear this, when you need to make a point, look for creative God-honoring ways to do so. It will have more significance and more impact on you. God's form of retaliation is most effective and yet difficult to do. Jesus encountered this to repay and said, don't repay or repay good for evil. So Jesus is telling us that we are to be good in the face of evil, not trade evil for evil. Saul's behavior continued to get erratic in our story. And although he admitted sin in verse 21, David was not inclined to trust him and asked for his spear in verse 22. David balanced his desire for retribution with his belief that vengeance belonged to God alone. As Christians, we often use the language of grace. We sing amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. It is one thing to sing about being a wretch but it is something else to have to worship next to a person who acts like a wretch. 
Although we often sing about grace, we sometimes long for revenge, don't we? Listen, a strong, the strongest moral decisions are the ones we make before temptation strikes, right? The strongest moral decisions that are the ones we make before temptation strikes. We often have these thoughts of revenge because people uh, have wronged us or done something bad to us or, or, or we seem as though we want to lash out. But God shows us right here in Samuel that, and even in the New Testament in Romans, that I, the, the Romans verse that I spoke of, God wants to have that opportunity to avenge us, his children. Give him that opportunity. Don't negate God's work in the situation. Don't neglect God's work in the situation. Allow him to work through you and through the person you feel you need to have revenge against. You see, patience informs, informed by faith is the remedy for revenge. That's the key. Patience informed by faith is the remedy for revenge. When we leave room for God, we open the door not only to justice, but also to the possibility that God may offer others the same grace that he has shown us. Folks, you don't have to look very far on our news daily, in our newspapers, on the internet, on social media, to realize that the anger and the revenge and these feelings, these sinful, degrading, wretched feelings that people are having is not what God wants. He wants us to have grace and mercy because we are given grace and mercy when we come to the Lord as our Savior. How much more should we give others because of that salvation, right? King David's life story of God's guiding, forgiving, and restoring him reassurance reassures us of God's love. The Lord's mercy and love are available to each and every one of us in the same way. Nothing can separate us from his love except our rejection of Christ. If we reject Christ and what he wants for us and what he called us to be, then we will live in this sinful, wretched body with thoughts of revenge and anger and envy and, and all these feelings that well up inside us and cause us to do harm to others. Folks, this is not how we're supposed to live. This is not what God expects us to do. He wants us as 
in our story to leave it up to him. Let him take care of it. We are to just love and give grace. Let God be the person that vindicates you. And pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who may not be what you would consider friends. Pray for those who seek to harm you. Story after story after story um, in uh, some Christian literature that many of you can find online. And, and I've read story after story after story of, of Christian missionaries overseas who are being murdered for their faith. And family members, years later, going back to these countries and ministering and preaching the gospel to those who murdered their family members. Folks, that's what Christ is all about. Giving grace and mercy and love. Now that doesn't mean and I have to say this too, that does not mean that we roll over and take it. We don't have to be people's punching bags. But it also means that we are, to, we are called to give grace and mercy. And if we have to walk away and not subject yourself to that kind of uh, sinful behavior, inflicted upon you as a believer in Christ, then you walk away. Our apostles told, tell us in, in, the, uh, in the New Testament, and, and God says, if you're not welcomed in a city, if you're not welcomed in, in, a, in a place, dust the dirt off your feet and move on. You did the mission. You expressed the gospel. If it's not received... Move on. Don't fight over the gospel. Allow God to work in the lives of those that disagree with you. Allow God to work in the lives of those who wish harm on you. Allow God to take control of the situation. That's the message that that the story between Saul and David is telling us from chapter 18 to chapter 26. They're fighting against God. David is trying to, to be faithful to God and Saul is fighting against God's love, grace, and mercy because of his envy, his jealousy, his anger, his rage, his feeling of betrayal because he doesn't have what David has, the love and respect. But if he only looked at it from God's perspective, God's perspective is Saul was anointed to be king. Saul was, and that's re, one of the reasons why David says he would not harm Saul because he, by honoring God, he was not succumbing to a revenge attitude. 
He was not allowing the thoughts of revenge against what Saul had did to him or tried to do to him cloud his mind that God had appointed Saul to be king. Like I said before, David did not want to run ahead of God's timing. God was working the situation out and David allowed God to work. Maybe that's what we have to do. Maybe we have to allow God to work in this situation. Maybe we have to step back Take a perspective about what's going on in our society and our culture. Maybe we have to allow God to work in the situation. Let God change the hearts and minds of those. We just simply be faithful, loving, graceful, merciful, and preach the gospel. Regardless of whether that... Uh, that angers people or that causes people to uh, reject or, or harm you, we are called to preach the gospel with love and grace. This is the story of Saul and David. 1 Samuel chapter 18 to about chapter 26 is the whole story. I'd love for you to go ahead and just read through those chapters. It's a fascinating, fascinating story. And it really, it really shows uh, that Saul and David and those, those in the Old Testament are really not that much different than we are today. Really not. The struggles and the situations that they were going through, we have gone through in our culture, in our society, all through history. That's what makes the Bible so rich and so unique and, and so incredible to read because it reflects you and I in the things that we're going through in present day. So I encourage you to, to read these chapters and follow along in the story. I look forward to seeing you next week when we come, when we come, with you, come to you with another story and another story in the Bible. I look forward to hearing from you. Please send me uh, messages. You can find me on my social media links at uh, facebook.com forward slash Preacher Jim C and my YouTube channel at Preacher Jim C. And I look forward to hearing from you and getting your comments. And once you have a blessed week, I want to thank you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm uh, dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter. Uh, links, links are there. And you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C. My YouTube channel will come up and you can message me there. Uh, and I want to thank you for joining us and have a blessed day. Thank you.